0: Well, good morning. Uh, Today in our service, we have people uh, all over the place in their spiritual journey from some just starting and investigating a little bit to others who've been in the faith for a good long time. And my message might sound like it's a little focused more on those who are a little more established in the faith, but there's going to be stuff in this uh, for everyone. And today I want to talk about when you're angry at your government, maybe some of you, right? Because there might be more than just a few of you who are real angry right now. And that just might include being angry at some friends who disagree with you. Because right now, both provincially and and federally, we are frustrated. We are angry at the state of our nation. We are frustrated at how this pandemic is being handled. Hey, it's election day tomorrow. Don't just whine on social media. Get out and vote, right? Now, reading some of your social media posts... There are a number of you who know exactly how this pandemic should be handled, right? The problem is, you guys don't all agree. But wherever you stand, many of you are passionate about what you think the government should be doing or not doing and, and you've been letting me know by sending me lots of videos and direct messages. I thought I got two more this morning, but what I got this morning was one, somebody telling me about the American border and immigration and someone else. Uh, Yeah, just telling me about Max Bernier. But anyways, all of this stuff comes into my inbox from many of you all the time. Most of you, however, are keeping quiet, right? You're saying little on social media or anywhere else. And uh, in your quietness, though, you too are frustrated and angry. You too have an opinion. And I'll admit that I've been a bit frustrated and angry at all this mess as well. I mean, last Sunday was such an awesome Sunday in so many ways. The auditorium was fairly full. Kids City was almost full. The worship was powerful. Things were moving forward. It was so good. Last week, I met around five people who this was their first time, not just at Fort City, but any church for a long, long time, if at all. They came looking for Jesus to see if all that we say about him is true, looking to see if their lives can be transformed for the better, and they can Jesus is in the life transformation business and I could tell you more stories just from last week. And then the Kenny bomb dropped on Wednesday and I say that with all due respect, it's just that we've all been hit by shrapnel of some sort. It forces us as a church to restrict attendance in this auditorium to one-third capacity where the number of kids that we can work with in Kid City is limited by our ability to do uh, social distancing and double the number of our volunteers. So not knowing who would turn up this week, we took a huge step of faith and went to two services. And that meant recruiting workers for two services instead of one. And these are tough days to recruit people to serve. It's been pretty awesome what happened in the two services. Definitely couldn't have fit you all in the one service with the new rules. And you've been hit too. At work, at school, who you can have in your home and who you can't have in your home. Uh, The vaccinated are angry at the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated are angry at the vaccinated's inability to support freedom of choice. This week just ended up being a big mess for all of us. And the level of rage in our culture just amped up a bit more. And hey, I know that some of you are really struggling right now with all of this uncertainty. I want you to know that, that Jesus understands that Jesus wants to touch you in the midst of your struggles and anxiety. And if there's any way any of us can help you, maybe help you get more connected to the healing power of Jesus, please, please connect with us. Maybe you could lose a little support in the area of mental health or counseling. Please get a hold of us. You should know that right now we have extra funds from the Alberta government that has allowed us to get you connected with a counselor if that would be helpful. Again, please don't hesitate to get into contact with us. Our staff meets on Wednesdays, and so this past week, uh, we met well before the Kenny announcement. But the pandemic was center stage in our minds. At that meeting, uh, Lucas shared with a degree of passion, maybe even a touch of anger and frustration, uh, a social media post by Mike Frost. Mike Frost teaches at a theological college in Sydney, Australia, and has a bit of a worldwide uh, social media following among Christian leaders. Mike Frost said something like this, What we've learned in the pandemic is that Christians can be evangelists. They can be loud, bold, passionate. They can be loud, bold, and passionate against COVID vaccines. Or loud, bold, and passionate for being fully vaccinated. Christians are more than willing to speak up for what they believe in. Christians can be great evangelists for what they believe in. But then he goes on. Sadly, that does not include being loud, bold, and passionate about Jesus. Lucas said, Dad, I wanted to rant a bit while you were away, but I held back. Lucas is much wiser than me, because I'm going to take on that rant. Now, now and then, okay, just now and then, there's a time to rant in the name of Jesus for the sake of Jesus a little bit, and I think maybe now is the time for that rant for the sake of Jesus. Jesus. Truth is, throughout this pandemic, Christians have been eerily silent about Jesus, but incredibly loud about vaccines, and that's on both sides. Friends, why are we being quiet about Jesus at a time when our friends and neighbors are more in need of him than ever, at a time when they're reaching out for help more than ever? And all are getting from a number of us is a rage towards those who disagree with us, and especially towards our government. Oh, how we love one another, right? They'll know we're Christians by our love. Struggling kids and struggling teachers, struggling healthcare workers need what Jesus wants to give them. Struggling parents fearing for the future of their kids with the way schools are right now need what Jesus has for them. In a world where our kids' mental health, even our own mental health is crashing, where addictions have gone up, where suicide is on the increase, opioid deaths are skyrocketing, we're, we're depending where you work, like maybe in the restaurant industry, uh, employment has become like, increasingly insecure with many losing their jobs. Friends, we all need the hope and security that Jesus brings because Jesus is the hope of the world. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is your hope. But the average Christian in North America has been far louder about where they stand on vaccines than they have been about Jesus, the hope of our world. Take a look at your own social media posts or the conversations you've been having with others. Is Jesus turning up? Is the hope of Jesus being sprinkled in there? You know, you don't have to be a jerk about Jesus to talk about him. He is the way through this pandemic mess. He is our healer, our deliverer. He changes lives for the better if we'll let him. Last week, we looked at these uh, words of Jesus. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Friends, the thief, he's very much at work in this world and dare I say in the lives of many Christians as we allow anger and fear to grip our hearts, as we place our trust in one version of science or another and as we spend more time promoting our position on how to navigate the pandemic than we do on how to navigate life with Jesus. Now this is not all of you. By the long shot not all of you i know that but we all all of us really could be doing a little more to make jesus visible at this time the mission of fort city church is to make jesus visible as we live and love like him can we make that our priority and and do that even with people we don't see eye to eye with because we do together see eye to eye about jesus right and what's more important our views about the pandemic or our views about Jesus? Where will lives be changed for the better forever? My family, yeah, uh, we have a cottage in Ontario and what, what that means is, is costs are split between myself and, and my daughter, but my, it's my daughter who carries most of the day-to-day costs. But on my financial side of the equation, I had a guy come to service our emergency generator, which we often need in Muskoka. He is a Christian, and we got into a conversation about pandemic restrictions. He is among those who have chosen not to be vaccinated, which he has the freedom to do. But he is convinced, based on his reading of the Bible, that we are in the last days before Jesus returns, and then it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. There's nothing you can do but to hold on to your ground. Hold your ground. And so what he's done is he's begun to stockpile food and fuel. He's trying to figure out how to live off-grid without the need of any support from society. But he did assure me that he would keep servicing my generator. Thank you. (laughs) But as he spoke, he was gripped by fear. He told me he was afraid, greatly afraid, for the future. And as I speak with some of you, uh, some of you raised in good Bible-teaching churches, I hear that same fear. I, I see that same fear growing. But listen to what the Apostle John wrote on all this. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will, what, have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Friends, whatever you believe about the end times, the one thing the writers of the Bible want you to know is that you can live with confidence right to the end time because of God's love. You can live without fear. You can live in love like Jesus in a crazy world. If you let end time stuff in the Bible create fear in you, I I would just say you're reading the Bible wrong. Um, You are forgetting who is in control. The writers of the Bible, really, they're they're very clear. The love of Jesus drives out fear. If you're experiencing increased anxiety and fear, I tell you, get yourself re-centered on Jesus. Get your focus on Jesus. Ask him to fill you every day with his peace-giving Holy Spirit. Because you can live with confidence without fear in the wildest of days because of Jesus. People, let's just live differently with Jesus in us. Let's be a no-fear people. Would you ask Jesus to do that for you? And that means, you know, it would help if we had our eyes a little less on Kenny and a little less on Trudeau and a little more on Jesus. We need to center who we are and how we live on Jesus. We need to reconnect with Jesus who promised to give us life and life to the full. That includes peace, stability, confidence. We need to be much louder about the love of Jesus and how he can transform a life for the better, deliver from addictions, bring stability in the midst of anxiety, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free. Then wherever we stand on how this pandemic should be handled, wherever we land on the political spectrum, we need to be a people who make Jesus famous. A.B. Simpson is the founder of our church family called the Christian Missionary Alliance. He's a Canadian boy who founded a worldwide network of churches and ministries back in the mid-1800s. He wrote a hymn. It's awesome, but I won't sing it to you, but I will read a bit of it to you. Jesus only is our message. Jesus all our theme shall be. We will lift up Jesus ever. Jesus only will we see. And the the chorus goes, Jesus only, Jesus ever, Jesus all and all we sing. Savior, sanctifier and healer, glorious Lord and coming King. Friends, we just need to get back to Jesus only. So how do we do it? Well, here's one thing that Jesus says. He says, you, that's all of it. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What is Jesus saying? The world is dark. And God has put a flashlight in this dark world, and that's you. The world is dark. The world is in trouble. The world is wandering around in darkness and God has been doing something amazing. He's put a light in the world and you are that light. And, you, and did you see this? It's good. In the same way. Let your light shine before others. Others who are in darkness in such a way that they see your good deeds. Let's see more of your good deeds than maybe even your social media posts. Here's what Jesus says. You want to make a difference listen do you want to be a light that attracts people like a light attracts bugs do you want to be a light where people go whoa that is so different that's kind of awesome i think i like it but it's a little weird but it's awesome you know when you really do good things it does weird some people up but in a good way right but here's what jesus says you got to do you have to live your life in such a way that they see your good deeds and after they see your good deeds, they begin to connect the dots and then glorify our Father in heaven. you got to make Jesus visible as you live in love like him. you got to be more about Jesus than you are about your political and pandemic viewpoints. I'm not saying don't have those views. Not at all. Whatever they are. I'm just saying be more about Jesus. That's what's going to make a real, lasting, eternal difference. Hey here's the awesome thing about the history of the early church in the time after Jesus died in the time after Paul died and history tells us that Paul was beheaded by the Roman Emperor Nero so after Jesus and Paul died for the next 300 years of Christianity the Christians began to get it right I mean Jesus was crucified on a cross Paul was beheaded so this is not a very friendly time politically to be a follower of Jesus There was a lot in the world then that you ought to be fearful about. And end times speculation was huge. Even the apostle Paul was convinced that he was living in the end times. And truth is he was. And truth is we are today. But that's for another message. But those early Christians, they just stayed laser focused on Jesus. And with that laser focus, they let their light shine by living and loving like Jesus. They did good deeds everywhere. In the first 300 years of the Christian faith, the Roman world was hit by at least three devastating plagues. This is all well documented. As the death toll rose astronomically, the average Roman without any real solid faith, they had all these gods they followed, but they weren't sure about them and they weren't sure about the afterlife. And so when all this started to happen, they were just gripped by panic and incredible fear. They were afraid to die. There was this huge exodus from the cities as they abandoned the sick and the suffering to die in the streets. But not so the Christians. They were a Jesus-focused, no-fear people. They did not fear what would happen if they died. Their eternity was secure. So once the Christians cared for their own, and they did care for their own, they then went out and cared for the average Roman who had been left out on the streets, the babies and the children, the old and the infirm, They let their light shine in such a way that many, many Romans in these plague-filled cities survived. Many lived only because of the Christians. And many, of course, died. Marcus Aurelius, the emperor you uh, heard about when you watched the movie Gladiator, he was an actual historical figure, but his son didn't strangle him like in the movie. He died of the plague. And he writes a letter that on some days, over 5,000 bodies were taken out of Rome because of the plague. The plague would annihilate entire cities. And in this diseased environment, Christians rose to the occasion, and they were the light of the world that made a huge, huge difference. Hey, Christians just rose up and volunteered and put their lives clearly on the line, totally inspiring, totally selfless, And by the time about 300 years later that Constantine came along, he was the emperor, he embraced Christianity, the persecution of Christians stopped and Rome became a Christian nation. But let me be clear. I am not comparing the plagues of the first 300 years of the Christian faith to our current pandemic. That's not my point. My point is, in a world where Christians could have got caught up with all sorts of political movements, independence movements, where they had so much reason to be angry at both the Roman government and their own local Jewish governments, where the mess in the world was spawning all sorts of end times speculation, and it did back then, how did the church respond? How did the average Christian respond? With confidence and faith in Jesus, with A no-fear faith that no matter what happened, Jesus was in control. And with a commitment to the mission of the church, to make the church happen, to make Jesus visible by living and loving like him, by being light in the darkest through doing just courageous deeds of love. So what about you? What is God saying to you? How would he have you be light? Maybe instead of being so angry at government, Maybe instead of being angry at some friends because they disagree with you, why don't you just focus and live for Jesus? Why don't you team up with other Christians, even here at Fort City, so that together we can be Jesus to our city? Let's be light that Jesus says we are. And let's serve our city better than anyone else. Let's all band together and empower Fort City to be a bright light to our city. Let's build the strongest youth and kids programs in our city because our kids need Jesus. Let's just get out there and serve so that together we make Jesus visible and more and more people are touched and changed at their point of need. Maybe that means volunteering for the connection team or the tech team or uh, as a small group leader or host. uh, Like, let's actually do something. In fact, right now, you you could take out your phone and type in fortcity.info or go to the welcome desk on And and either on your phone or at the welcome desk, just say, I want to serve. I want to shine some light through Fort City. Sign me up. Will you do that? Will you be part of the solution and be light in the darkness? Maybe you don't know. I don't know where I can serve or what what I can do. Get in contact with a leader, a staff member, and we'll have a conversation. Can I really meddle? And say, let's also outgive everyone else in our city. Let's be a generous people as we support our church, as we seek to light up the darkness. Because it takes sacrificial giving. I'm talking giving that hurts to make this ministry happen so that we can be that light on the hill, so that we can bring the transforming love of Jesus to people who need it so much right now. So let's be practical and act, and you'll see on the screen ways that you can give. You can give on your way out as well, at the box at the back or at the welcome desk. Will you give so that together our light will bring light and healing and just pour out love? again, in your home, where you work, where you go to school, on your street, will you let your light shine? Will you let others see Jesus because of your good deeds? And I think this needs to be said too. Will you be nice to people who you don't see eye to eye with? You might even try to be nice in your words about government and political leaders. Seriously, would you want their job? I think there are nice ways to Explain your position on different issues. Just saying. You can believe this or that about the pandemic. You, you can believe this or that about where the government is leading us. Just remember that in the middle of it all, your primary calling is to be light in the darkness, to make Jesus famous, to to help people connect with the healing, transforming love of Jesus for themselves. And right now in our city, there are a lot of people living in the dark. They don't know that they're looking for Jesus. when they see him in you don't know you ready to be light in this dark world and let people see jesus through you you join me for prayer and and as i pray this is a prayer that you can pray along with me this is a commitment you can make um, to jesus uh, to get involved with what he's doing in our world so let's pray together and just say this to jesus yes jesus you can count on me will you tell him that my commitment right now is to be light in the midst of darkness In a crazy world full of darkness, fill me with your love and uh, fill me with your light and, and empower me to do good deeds that touch people's lives and bring glory to you. And yes, as I make a commitment, I commit to serve through my church and to give to empower my church. And I will make these commitments even in the midst of my own struggles. And I do have struggles. Jesus, would you come and touch me, heal me, transform me, and then empower me that I might impact others. I am yours, Lord. I will follow you and serve you. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.